right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Average Feminist Podcast. I'm Amanda. Mary here. Sarah. And we're so excited for our third week back of season two. This week we are talking about drumroll. Okay. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I did that. That wasn't even planned. Um, This week we are talking about Greta Thunberg. It's Thun. Is it how you pronounce it? It's Thunberg? I believe so. Anyway, I've heard it different ways, but we're going to talk about Greta Thunberg. She's in the news again this week, and um, let's just dive right in. I think, so anyway, backstory, everyone was in Davos this week, which is in Switzerland, correct? Yes. Um, stuff I should have looked up beforehand. Anyway, it's this like big conference where political like leaders around the world, the yeah, like come and do like this week long conference in Davos, and it's like an annual thing. So Greta was there, obviously, and you know lectured us again about climate change and how we need to get our act together, and the world is you know gonna fall apart. Um, she said, "Let's see, I'm, I want to get this right." Um, Greta Thunberg, quote, repeated her call for all companies, banks, institutions, and governments to abandon the fossil fuel economy, um, immediately end all fossil fuel subsidies, and immediately and completely divest from fossil fuels. We don't want these things done by 2050 or 2030 or even 2021. We want this done now, she said. So that's part of her whole pitch at Davos was basically give up on fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. And that's after a few months ago when she was in New York speaking at the UN at a, some kind of climate, you know, summit, um, you know, lecturing North America, I guess other countries were there too, but lecturing us about climate change and saying like, how dare you steal my future or mm-hmm. steal all our futures by not acting on climate change. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. It was when she first kind of like burst onto the scene, at least for me. Um, because she like sailed across the Atlantic to get here. How privileged. <laughs> I know. And like showed up and like spoke at this big UN climate change thing and whatever. And then uh, everyone was talking about how amazing she is and how, oh my gosh, Greta is like freaking awesome and we all need to listen to her and she's speaking truth to power and she's only 16 years old and um, how dare you criticize her and blah, blah, whatever. And then she was named Time Person of the Year which was kind of nuts. Um, And so she's been kind of in and out of the news for, I would say, like a good the last six months, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But she kind of always pops up with this at events or something and gives us like this big lecture about how we're destroying the world and we're like ruining the lives of children. And um, anyone who criticizes her is like, like, what's the right word? um stupid and wrong and fragile and like oh uh you're just you know old white republican like with your fragile male ego type of thing criticism I can't tell you how many think pieces I saw after the UN thing where people were like you only want like why are old white men so scared of Greta Thunberg I don't know so so I think it's important to note that also Greta was named times person of the year yeah back in December or whatever, um, or whenever they did it, um, if she is news, she is causing news stories, like she's part of the news cycle, 
she is named and as an influential person. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can then not respond to her. But not even argument. Like, the I guess left has found their Trojan horse. Yeah. She can push these, uh, not even ideas, this religion. Yeah. And she's untouchable mm-hmm. because she's a female 16. teenager. Yeah. However, a male teen mm-hmm. who spoke literally no words can be demonized and straight up like... You were talking about the Covington Covington. Kid. Yeah. One year ago. Mm-hmm. Now. Like, right around this time. Yeah, he was here for the Women's March. Or the March for Life. March for Life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not quite the Women's March. Different. Slightly different. Uh, yeah, so I think there are, like, two two points to make here. Like, two different, like, tracks that I think we should talk about. A, is Greta Thunberg open for criticism? And if so, why? Mm-hmm. And then B, what do we think... Like, I don't necessarily want to dive into climate change as a thing in general because I just don't – I'm, like, I'm not a scientist. Science is not my thing. I don't know enough about climate change to talk about it, mm-hmm. um, like, at all. So I don't necessarily want to be, like, climate change, blah, 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 like, whatever. But just her, her, her and people like AOC and, like, the Bernie Sanders of the world and other, like, you know, big climate activists today – just the the general like pessimism that they bring to the debate and the whole the world is ending and like you have to change your entire lifestyle um to prevent the world from ending so like there's two things like her as a 16 year old to me it's very depressing that she has this kind of worldview and it makes me feel sorry for her but also that doesn't mean that she is not open to criticism so you know it's i think i saw this most after the un thing where um, you know, the right or people who disagreed with her policy proposals would, like, critique her, and then they would just get attacked, like, on Twitter, on social media, and, and, and like, in the media in general, of, like, oh, you're being so mean to Greta Thunberg. She's just a 16-year-old. How dare you attack a 16-year-old? Like, I saw this on my own social media. Like, I remember um, back in December, someone that I know that I'm friends with uh, posted this satirical article from the Babylon Bee on Facebook about Greta, and the headline was, um, Poll finds most people would rather be annihilated by a giant tidal wave than continue to be lectured by climate change activists, and it has a picture of Greta Thunberg on it, and it's just like a satirical article, and he posted it, and it got like lit up by um, liberal like people in the comments of just saying like, you're just showing your fragile male ego. Like, how dare you? Like, how can you attack and ridicule a 16-year-old girl? Like, you're just making jokes at her expense. That's so mean. Which, I don't know. My response to that is she's putting herself out there. She's lecturing us. She's, she's chosen. To us. She calls us. Yeah, she's choosing to become a public figure. She is open to criticism. I don't care how, how old she is. I just want to know, how did she become a thing? How, how, did, how did she get the platform? That's a good question. I actually don't really know. Yeah. I just remember her popping up in the news a lot Which because is of her. Which something we should dig into. I know. <laughs> Since we don't know, that means someone, you know, saw on Instagram and big money funder. Or she was doing, probably doing a lot in Europe 
And I know her parents are big activists, I think. I'll double check that. But like I think her dad's like a actor, her mom was like a famous opera singer, but um, I think they're activists now. Yeah. Or like a side gig is activism or something. And this is there and they're just shutting down ideas. Like mm-hmm. there used to be respect for like intellectual debate and you know that's a way that it's a good thing to mm-hmm. have a diversity of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um and now it's this like cancel culture of like even if you raise a fair point of like well like, oh cancel you're canceled yeah. because we find it eliminating fossil fuels like that is never ever go- you know so you're mm-hmm. doing a disservice by preaching that because we can never yeah, even well, implement plus that. it's also it's also really hypocritical to say we have to listen to her because she's a sixteen year old speaking truth to power, but you can't critique her because she's sixteen. It's right. Like, you can't yeah. have it both ways. You can't say, "Oh, she's amazing, and we all have to pay attention because of how brilliant she is at a young age." But also, "Oh, don't attack her because of her young age." Like. You can't – it doesn't go both ways. And I feel like people aren't even attacking her. No, they're, they're not. They're attacking the, her, the ideas. ideas. Yeah, that's the thing. What's she like, saying? No one cares. I, I wish she was a 50-year-old white man, so mm-hmm. then I could really go Because then it. she'd be fair game. Yeah. Get into – well, yeah, so – Yeah, the thing. The, th- the saddest part about all of this, it's not that we're – we're not debating whether the climate is changing. Mm-hmm. The, the whole thing is, okay, how do we deal with it and how serious of a problem is mm-hmm. it? And the scariest part is that there is an entire generation of people her age, younger, maybe a little bit older, um, who've been told, you know, the world will end in 10, 12, I don't know, however yeah, many years. So there's an entire, like, how world old? generation of t- teenagers, a whole generation, that thinks they're never going to live to see their 30s. How do you think they're going to then spend their 20s? Or, oh, yeah. yeah, or how, like, their, how is that going to affect, like, their just yes, mental yes. stability? Like, if, if I was 16 and I thought I really was not going to live to see 30 or that I was going to be living in this post-apocalyptic, like, world by the time I'm 30. And never be able to have children. I wouldn't, like, would I, would you yeah. get out of bed in the morning? Like, I would be too depressed. I'd be like, what's the point of life? What's the point of even living? Yeah. So I have a, pr- a serious problem with her message and the adults that, you know, applaud her message. Because um, there's no adults don't think they're going to not see their mm-hmm. retirement or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. Do you think that? No. No. It's, the world will look different, but we will adapt to whatever the new world is. And I don't think it'll be that different than what it is right now. Yeah. Like, I think the biggest reason is you have... It's, it's not concerned over our species. It's concerned about other species and the, like, dwindling of resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see this as a 10-year problem. Like, I yeah. see this as, like, maybe a 1,500-year. Like, mm-hmm. n- not that we don't address certain things now, but, like, we're not going to f- see the full effects. And who knows if the climate ends up rebounding vis-a-vis nature. Yeah. Know. So it's um, the other reason why... She was in the news this week because of Davos. It's not just because of what she said at Davos, but I almost forgot to mention this. Um, just talking about like people attacking any criticism of her. Um, Steve Mnuchin, who is our Treasury Secretary, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> I have to think about that for the a mo- second. The, um, the <laughs> Steve Mnuchin was and he has, at like, Davos. A model wine. I know it's it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> So he was at Davos, and she said, 
Um, here's what she said at Davos. Did I read this already? I don't know, but she, oh yeah, divest from fossil fuels. She said, our health is still on fire. Your inaction is fueling the flames by the hour. We are still telling you to panic and to act as if you loved your children above all else, whatever. So Steve Mnuchin was asked about her at some point during the week and he kind of jokingly said, oh, well, maybe she should go to college. And I'm paraphrasing. Maybe she should go to college and study economics. And then, like, everyone, yeah, before lecturing countries about needing to get rid of fossil fuels. And everyone, like, lost their freaking minds. And, like, over Mnuchin, again, like, quote-unquote, attacking a six, or she's now 17, attacking a 17-year-old girl, like, she's there to lecture these leaders and talk to them and, like, be among them, but heaven forbid anyone respond. And I feel like they had an issue with, him being like economics and being yeah. like money shouldn't come into this. Like, it this is an is, economic but thing. It is. It's directly tied and yeah. correlated, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Science, like the history, proves that economic as your economy prospers, <clears throat> the negative effects on the environment mm-hmm. are driven down. Plus, I mean, even aside from that, it's just basic. Like, you can't tell countries to just completely divest in fossil fuels. Are economies run on fossil fuels like businesses run on fossil fuels our lives are possible still to this day because of fossil fuels so you know whether or not you want to take Greta seriously it just seems like this proposal from her is a very unserious proposal very much like befitting a teenage girl you know what I mean like it's not what's the right word it's not serious Practical. and the adults in the room know it yeah but they're just too afraid to say it oh yeah so um i don't know it's oh absolutely my gosh. okay i have a quote go for it i have a quote <laughs> yes this is Greta. <clears throat> some say i should be in school but why should any young person be made to study for a future when no one is doing enough to save the future what is the point of learning facts when the most important facts given by the finest scientists are ignored by our politicians See, that's the mindset I'm talking about. That is so sad. That's why I feel sorry for her. She's literally saying, what's the point of going to school because the world's going to end? Like, that is really sad to me. And it's sad to me that our... And it's really... Yeah, and it's really sad to me that our culture is telling us that we need to applaud that kind of mentality and, like, cheer that on and say, oh, you're so right. Oh, yeah. That's... That's very depressing to me. And that's AOC's new platform is yeah. not having children because yeah. it's immoral. Yeah, or she one million thousand it. million dollars. AOC is having children. So yeah, oh, I know. Can't wait for that day. But do you guys remember um, last fall when Bernie had his like I, I think it was a CNN town hall. I'll put this in like show notes. So if I'm wrong, it was something else. But I want to oh. say it was the CNN town hall where some lady got up and asked him if. Uh, he agrees um, with curbing if, population. Uh, yeah, population control would be part of his plan to fight climate change. And he was like, oh, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It was mind-blowing. Like, that's goal. totally normal. He said, but I would be focused on third world countries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So us uh, privileged Americans, we can Our, keep we can, we can keep breeding, but, but the poor people in Africa yeah, can't. You're, you're going to send the U.S. in there. And, like, how is that not so... That's radical. And radical. But no one is calling it out. Like, the people on the right, like, we, like, I know a bunch of people on the the right at the time 
said that that's insane and radical. But then we're just attacked as being like anti-science and anti-climate change. So of course we would say it's radical. I'm sorry, but like, I don't think it's a, it's a mainstream idea to be like, yes, we're so worried about climate change that we're going to tell poor countries or we're going to go in and force like third world developed nations to stop reading like and if you're a biden i'm sorry and you don't think oh that's a crazy bernie thing Mm -hmm. biden was in china and told the chinese audience that he totally understands their one child policy that's insane and is like it makes total sense to me it's not lost on me that's concerning it's so mind-blowing to me that in the last few years and i know um population control as an idea has been around for a really long time but it, it seems only like in the last few years we went from in the conversation about climate change we went from like solar energy and wind power to oh we can't have kids because like that's how we're gonna fight climate change i, I have a book right that I like was showing you guys earlier and it was mm-hmm. um it was the case against like people that are factually they're falling into scare tactics about mm-hmm. just this topic in particular and it shows that as countries develop and, and uh just the population, not even population, what am I trying to say? Um, child, like family sizes um, compared with uh, un- under undeveloped nations and mm-hmm. developed nations, they're, they're humongous. And so like as uh, there's more like middle class and upper middle class in like China and India, like mm-hmm. you see the size of families getting smaller and smaller and smaller because it's just yeah and the one the other reason uh, of course to as a society uh you know prospers you know there are more birth access to birth control and all those things but another thing i just read of a reason why third world nations have six seven eight children Mm -hmm. is because the healthcare is so horrible that statistically they want one or two to survive to adulthood so that is why they have so many children is because they know not all of them are going to make it, and which yeah. is why colonials had like ten kids because only two would survive. Yeah, I mean that, that's paraphrased. No, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But actually. this is all reminding me of uh, Emmanuel back, Obama's chief. Never <sighs> let a good emergency go to waste. Oh yeah, I think this is the Dems like golden emergency. You need the government. Yeah. Who will save you from who's the gonna, world? Ending? Yeah, who's going to save the world? Yeah, let us. You know, this is, and hey, the right does it too with terrorism yeah. and expanding, you know, NSA spying on us. Oh, well, if you don't let us do us, terrorism will happen. We're all going to die. And this is yeah. the left's chassis to get more government control over business. This mm-hmm. is their, you know, they want the government to be in charge of all energy production. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, but just because they would do it. So, yeah. Or, you know, but oh, yeah. that that quote, you never let a serious crisis go to waste. Like, oh, that is sickening. Kevin will tell me this. Or I've heard him say this so many times, so I don't actually know who the source is. But it's basically, the green tree has red roots. I've heard him say that. It's I, true. It's true. So, the green... The environmental world. Environmentalist. Um, it's a... It's a... Not a it's an offshoot. Okay. It's like it's a Trojan horse for communism, basically. That's basically, what that means. Yes. <laughs> Not that we're getting all conspiracy theorists here, but... Sometimes it's good to open your <laughs> eyes, though. Yeah. Ask some questions. Yeah. And so, this is also eco the eco-anxiety Greta feels, mm-hmm. you know, not to use a left talking point, mm-hmm. but that is privilege, yeah. I would say, because... 
she is not having to, you know, deal with having spending half of their adult or sorry, cut this part. Mm-hmm. Um, most people, oh gosh, where's that? I like as advanced quote time as advanced countries have evolved problems of food, warmth, and shelter. Um, people can afford to worry more about the natural world around them more broadly. Recent global growth has gone hand in hand with the forested area of the planet increasing since 1982 and a continuous fall in fertility, in part because wealthier people want to invest more in the quality of their children. Oh, what's that from? Um, a Cato article. Uh, okay. Qual- quality over quantity. So then it's like that naturally. And then... Um, I thought that was just, like, interesting. Well, it kind of reminded me. So one of the other things, uh, I'm definitely going to put this in show notes, but I wanted to bring up was Reason Magazine um, put out, well, I guess Reason TV put out this really great video this week that's, like, 13 minutes long, and it's totally worth watching because it's it's just about what we're talking about. Um, They talk about Greta Thunberg and her, like, all her dire predictions, and then um, how there's this idea that, capitalism and um development is runs counter towards like saving the planet and they're two diametrically opposed like goals and this um reason thing and then this like economist that they talk to um argue that they're not they actually they're not like opposed they're not enemies like economic development and saving the planet are not in opposition to each other. In fact, they actually work hand in hand. Happily. And the more people realize that, the better off we'll be. So, like, if we're worried about population explosion and whether the planet can handle it, uh, then we need to develop these nations because, as, you know, you were just pointing out with that quote, the more nations develop, the, like, birth rates start dropping because people are working more. They're not, like... They're doing more things out of the home, like countries are more wealthy, they're spending their time and resources doing other things and not procreating. Um, And we could even see this, like, in America and in Europe, like, how many headlines have we seen in the last year about birth rates declining, um, just here in America? And so their their point, and it's such a great video, but their point is, like, you want to solve or you want to fight climate change, then develop countries and become more what's the right word I don't know like I just keep going back to development like economic development because the more you grow and become wealthy as a nation the more you're equipped to handle crises like climate change Mm -hmm. um and the more like there will be more people that can actually like come up with ideas to try to solve these big global problems um they're discovering their moral yeah being discovered and there's an efficiencies improved yeah like like I'm not I feel like I'm not explaining it very well but one of the um guys that was featured in the video also wrote this awesome essay for the Wall Street Journal it's um that again I'll put in show notes but I flagged these two quotes and one of them I think is really good he writes so while it is true that poor nations are most vulnerable to a changing climate it is also true that the fastest way to reduce that vulnerability is through economic development, which requires infrastructure and industrialization. Those activities, in turn, require cement, steel, processed heat, and chemical inputs, all of which are impossible to produce today without fossil fuels. 
which mm. goes back to Greta's whole thing of like, oh, we have to stop using fossil fuels. If we stop using fossil fuels, these like low, um, or sorry, poor, like third world countries in Africa are never going to develop. Mm-hmm. Like fossil fuels are a bridge to economic development and wealth. And to take that away as a tool for countries like. She's mischaracterizing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Plus are. taking those tools away is just telling these, uh, these countries like, sorry, you're stuck like the way you are. And you're not going to have the chance to use what America used and China and India and all these other countries used to become wealthy nations. Sorry, let's, we're just not going to make that not available to you. It's the worst right? thing possible that could happen, yeah. too. It would actually increase. I was reading one thing where all of these, like, draconian, drastic rules they want to create um, to combat this, and they always say, like, it doesn't, you know, I don't care if we're all poor, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It actually will increase negative outputs because of, you know, as we've seen time and time and again, as economic what's the word for like economic growth um like prosperity prosperity yeah when prosperity increases you know ergo Mm -hmm. climate issues and pollution and all those things are much better handled um yeah i mean this is such a great essay and i i it's a bummer that it's behind a paywall but um it gets to exactly what you're talking about and like this other quote that i really like that i flagged um is hold on but the utopian dreams of those who wish to radically reorganize the world to stop climate change are not a plausible global feature nor will denying the relationship between carbon emissions and global warming make the real risks of climate change go away the world will talk will tackle this problem the way that it tackles most other problems partially and incrementally by taking up the challenges that are right in front of us adaptation, economic development, energy modernization, public mm-hmm. health, and finding practical ways to address them. Yeah. So, sorry, Greta, but your solutions are very impractical, and no one is going to adopt a complete divestment of fossil fuels to, to fight climate change right now. It's just not going to happen. Dan Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw had a good tweet recently mm-hmm. about this, and it was like, maybe, because he was like tweet replying to someone being like, the rights, guilty and watching mm-hmm. all this, like the blood's on their hands. And he's like, we're at the table to talk about solutions to this. Mm-hmm. We just don't believe it's a, you know, World War II mobilization effort where we all need to yeah. immediately, like, go live in huts, yeah. you know? Like, and become, like, some, like, Luddite society like, that exactly. doesn't drive cars. It's not about, like, or uh, fly restrictions. On it's about innovation and, like, actually probably all these government subsidies that are getting handed out to ethanol and things like that to combat. Mm-hmm. That has created a hindrance in innovation in the market to combat climate change mm-hmm. because all of the government's funneling money to these programs that yeah. are from like the nineties and have turned out to be even worse for the environment. Um, but now there are people that are taking advantage of these contracts mm-hmm. and businesses are set up around these bogus just solutions these, just to get the cash yeah. to get these grants. There should not be a descript, you know, like it should be come to us with ideas and we can fund them. Like yeah. I, that's what I hate. It's just, there's no discussion about the innovations or way to solve this. It's all just like, doom and gloom and like scarcity like, taking yeah, away like, oh, like don't eat meat rely don't on wind fart, or like rely know. on solar or <laughs> girls gotta fart <laughs> and yeah. you know i saw just like a funny digital ad that was like 
we can't go carbon, even if a car is carbon neutral, if a rider farts, like, did that doesn't mean, you know, I don't know. It was something, it was way more Farting well cows, done than yeah. that. But it's just, you know, funny. kind of bringing these. Well, it brings to mind, like, the whole Green New Deal thing, you know, like AOC's, you know, we gotta, what was the big, I mean. No, I cows need to be eliminated because they're farting. Right. Every building needs to be torn down and then rebuilt right. to be efficient. We can't fly on airplanes. No air travel. Absolutely. Like all these other things, and then, but you know, but you know, actually, uh, this kind of goes back to that quote with Kevin, that Kevin says all the time. Kevin and Sarah's husband, by the way. Um, Hey, go Dodgers! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of you know the green, what was the green tree has red roots. So the Green New Deal had a lot of stuff in there about. Healthcare and education and all Openly these other saying, like this is an opportunity right. to do sweeping that change. kind of person. Yeah. And even when AOC was on like the media junket promoting it, she talks a lot about and I know because I I saw this a ton. She talked a lot about how you you can't talk about fighting climate change while ignoring these other issues because they go hand in hand. Like Green New Deal is about how healthcare is a human right and how education mm-hmm. is a human right and blah, blah, blah. And it's not even just about climate change anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's about an entire agenda. Oh, yeah. It's scary. I mean, the way they talk it about is. this stuff is and this straight is not up a conspiracy. Lenin. It's not a conspiracy. No. She says it. So, you know, like it, it goes back to Dan Crenshaw. Like we are at the table. I don't really mm-hmm. think anyone – Regardless of what you want to say about Trump and his tweets and what he says, like, whatever. Put that aside. No one is debating anymore whether climate change exists. But right? we're debating the effects. Right. And we're, how drastic but there, but there, to combat it. There is uncertainty about the long-term effects and what it's actually going to mean for our planet. And I'm sorry, anyone that says, oh, they know the answer is just lying because they don't. There's no way. Absolutely not. And there, there is debate around the best way to handle climate change. And it's – Like at a policy level. It is dangerous And it's a policy debate. debate. It's a policy debate. Like yeah. when we're talking about go- like legislation and government action, I'm sorry, but, you know – people on the right who like govern like limited government and less government regulation are going to have some thoughts about you know the green new deal and to say that 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 means that we're anti-science is just lazy and not true why doesn't why don't these people then if like why aren't they open starting a think tank that is dedicated to finding solutions like instead it's all just like government regulate this like why i don't see any ideas or any dedication yeah. to like investments in science or anything like that every single thing is anti-humanity it's like anti-human consumption and anti- yeah, change your life yeah upend your lifestyle and drastically change the way you live and oh if you don't you're a bad person yeah yeah like the message is the world is ending and if you don't do what we say you're a horrible person Right? That's basically what we're getting from Our Greta. Our backs are against the wall, as Greta would say. She wants <laughs> yeah. to make politicians' backs against the wall, and she claims she didn't know that meant shooting them. Yeah. And you ruined her childhood. And I ruined, yeah. I know. Oh my god, sorry. That, like, I was laughing out yeah. at that clip. We need to pull it up. We'll play it. We'll you put it in You have stolen. Sorry, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't PC to do an accent. Do I it. Don't know. Do it. Like, she, How I, dare I, I, you? My future! <laughs> My lot. I don't know. It was like, she's oh not, my god, girl. <laughs> it's kind of close. Like she was kind of. But how, how did I mean? I don't know how to do a Swedish accent. It was just like 
That's true. It always comes out German. Yeah, it, it does. does. I mean, all my I joke like my mom. Every accent she does comes out as, as, as Count German. Dracula oh, yeah. from the from Sesame Street. She's like, "Oh, I want to suck your blood!" Like it always just goes back to Count Dracula or whatever his name is. So I have a similar issue. Yeah. So sorry, Greta, if I didn't nail the accent. That's me. Yeah. That's my meanness. Going back to it, like I, I don't doubt that she actually believes it because oh I mean, yeah, oh yeah. Like, I don't doubt her passion. Well. Uh, problem is like there are all these reports out there that say that you know she's suffering from like anxiety and depression and blah 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 OCD and, like, and Asperger's and I, I don't I don't want to get into that and that because it's now it's just you're guessing about somebody's mental health and that's like not fair but the, the point is in some ways she's kind of right like but it's not the people that have you know just existed in this world mm-hmm. it's it's the adults in her life that let her get to this point where they actually think yeah. that where she thinks she doesn't have a future. She's never going to live to see the age of 30. I know. I kind of wish, like, where is the adult in her life who's just giving her a hug and saying, Greta, it's going to be okay? Like, is anyone doing I don't that? Know. No. Like, that, that's what makes me sad. She, she, we are not stealing her childhood. The adults, like, who got her to this point have stolen her childhood. You know, like we're we're, res- we're a resilient species. Yeah, she needs to read Dale Carnegie's "How to Win Friends and Influence People" because her messaging is doing zero, zero. It is yeah. pushing people further and further yeah. away. Has the left not learned lecturing and talking down to people like they're too dumb to understand they, what you're well, saying? Well, every election cycle—that's all they do. Every yeah. election cycle is, cycle is tell people they're horrible, deplorable. Stupid, Deplorable, horrible, stupid, and evil if they don't vote a certain way or disagree with a certain policy or whatever. We need to do, like, a 90s, like, mass extinction movie, like, marathon with her. Like, Deep Impact and uh, all those space ones where either there's a meteor coming or and we, like, save the planet or there's, like, alien invasions and we beat them. Like Like, War of the Worlds? Yes. That is a classic. So, like, she needs to see these classics and just yeah. and just be happy like hey look we survived, we survived. Independence, independence day although most of the ones i watched were like about alien invasion so is that applicable here and everything she pushes is through force you know like all these policies people don't realize like in action these mm-hmm. they're going to be government officials coming knocking on your door yeah. and doing an inspection to mm-hmm. see your co2 output and how much time you're using yeah. lights. this is going to be like i don't think anyone thinks about this in practice like this means coercion you know like she is talking about like you go to jail or you do what we say why can't this be make if your ideas and your points are actually justifiable and good then people ta- will then people will come comply along and on do their it. own yeah. yeah why don't you put out like a how to that's my thing i just hate force you know from the state yeah. to an individual versus like individual to individual sharing of ideas and yeah. innovating and just like well i mean we have plus we've innovated so much in this country like our emission it, our, the u.s emissions are actually way down because of technological advances yeah. in the last 10 years the like, iphone alone we don't yeah. need alarm clocks we don't need notebooks we don't mm-hmm. need comp- you know like natural like, gas natural yeah you know fracking which is has been huge and guess what the environmentalists don't like it even though it's cleaner and cheaper than coal but they don't like it, it because they don't like messaging. but they don't yeah, and they don't like it because of how we extract it from the ground. Well, okay, I mean you can't have 
you're, you know, you can't have everything both ways. You can't say you hate coal, but then here's this other alternative. Oh, we hate that too. Or like, oh, they don't we, like nuclear. Or, which yeah, is the oh, same we don't like nuclear, yeah. which is literally the cleanest source of energy ever. It's plentiful and driving down energy costs for everyone which ergo makes the economy go up which ergo will make but we're too but we're too afraid of like what could happen with nuclear or whatever even though i mean nothing has happened you can't it. eliminate it because even like the renewable stuff like the wind turbines you know you need some sort of plastic or fiberglass you have to build that. those things you how do you build, it, build them build exactly with, fossil you know, fuels gas and oil and then like plastics and then you have even just like the re- the rechargeable batteries, how do you think that battery got made? Like it's never by the government. All of everything this has been private that we use every single day has been touched by fossil fuels. Like everything, every single thing, every piece of material. Like this computer, this table. Like that's what's insulting too. She's coming to the table <clears throat> without any appreciation for. Like, yeah. how we have the things we do right now. And I honestly think if you asked her, just give me two sentences on what a fossil fuel is. Yeah. She couldn't tell. She'd be like, gasoline, out of the car. <laughs> you know, like, what? You know, like, that's how you're making ignorant, sweeping statements. Yeah. Is when you don't have a... It's just rich to be flying all over to Dallas. Yeah. And you're on your fiberglass boat because I'm pretty yeah. sure it's not made out of wood. Yeah. Oh no, it was not. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's just all this stuff. It's like you can't eliminate it, so don't go there and speak truth. Wow, what a powerful message. Yeah. And just like walk off. It's and she's like, not ever challenged on it. And like well, the idea that, yeah, that she's like this fighting power. Like, no, the people that fought power were like in the civil rights movement. And yeah. Yeah, she is so protected. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's just, it's interesting how climate change has been elevated to this kind of like, almost like a religion for certain people. And, you know, we're not here saying like climate change isn't real, whatever, but we, we should have real discussions about, this is totally, you know, this is totally where we're intervening. I'm, I'm dropping uh, the podcast I was talking yeah. about earlier. That's it's, what I was thinking of just now. Um, um, it was Jonah Goldberg's um, interview with uh, Ross Douthat of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were talking about oh, it was really interesting. It, I, it totally makes sense if you We'll put a link to it. It's the Remnant podcast, but they were talking about post-Christianity religions, and it's like pagan, paganism, paganism and all that kind of like Buddhist not the Buddhist is post Christianity, but I'm I'm linking it. Just listen to it. It's it's amazing. It's the Blair world because it was talking about. They made a funny like analogy about how Greta was like this Joan of Arc figure to the mm-hmm. religion of climate change, and it was just I don't even know what where it was. Just listen to the whole thing. It's funny. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyways, um, I feel a little bit more fired up right now, and I also do like I I mentioned earlier. Like correct the record. I said, oh, we'll probably not see this for fifty or a hundred years. I'm not a freaking scientist. I don't know that. That was just a feeling. But like, <laughs> um, so listen to me. Like, I, I it was more. We are not. It was in jest, people. It was in jest. I but but I. The the point being, we're not dying in ten years. And I put money on it. And if if I'm wrong, well, fuck, we're dead. Anyways. <laughs> this reminds me. I can't believe I haven't said this yet. I came home. From my junior year of high school, I was in Spanish three, yo hablo, mm-hmm. and es verdad. Uh, and I came home and I went up to my dad and I was like dead serious, like, "What 
are we doing about climate change? Like the world that the pandas, like are the, the, the what are the, <laughs> the white pandas, bears? The polar bears. The polar bears. And he was like, what are you? And I was like, well, I watched Inconvenient Truth in my Spanish class. In Spanish? In Spanish class. And I, my dad was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, why are you watching this in Spanish? And I'm like, well, our vocab is like in uh, trees and environmental things right now. So it was like a two weeks worth of class was of just it, watching. Was it in Spanish though? No. Nope, nope, nope. Don't worry, my parents uh, went to the school and good for them. Stomp that out real Did quick. Did they write a letter? No, the human. Oh, okay, human interaction. interaction. Okay, but I mean, because I mean, it, and that was me going to public school. Was because wow. I had gone to private, and guess what? In private school, we talked about it in science class, and we talked about our ideas, and we would have like a little science fair of like solutions. Mm-hmm. In public school, you are brainwashed and like forced to see. And I genuinely, I can sympathize with Greta. I was like really really freaked out yeah and um he quickly pointed me to a lot of fabulous articles uh that's a good dad move so good I mean and he was so mad because he was more concerned not about politics or anything like that that like his daughter came home like about to cry like being upset with him too being like what why aren't you why is my world like falling apart why didn't you ever tell me I literally thought DC would be underwater because that's what they said uh, yeah, see, this is like season two of Big Little Lies. Oh yeah, where like uh, all the all the parents got like really mad at like a parent teacher conference like yeah. assembly because yes. all the kids were getting like anxiety. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Someone because had a panic attack in like kindergarten yeah. about how the world was gonna end. I yeah. remember that. That was crazy. That's anyway, all right, guys, um, we've been talking for about forty minutes. Any other thoughts before we wrap this up? Greta, it's about gonna Greta. Be okay. I know Greta. Look, I'm Greta. You, if you're like, listening, we heart you. We invite you over. We invite you to our podcast. For a, we'll give you a Coke. <laughs> no alcohol for you. We'll give you a Coca Cola and we'll give you a hug. Most importantly, yeah. um, it's we gonna be okay. We need to come back. You know, like that's the thing. We need to have open arms. As hard as it is, because mm. the left is like cancel, cancel, cancel yeah. us. But we need to find a way to open arms. So show kindness to the people that are freaking out about this in your life. Listen mm-hmm. to them, but also like it ideas are one thing, but just live sustainable in your own life. I yeah. think that's the, the the easiest way that we can show that we're not belittling their concerns. Like this is our planet, be nice, be sustainable. Yeah. Be a, Good. Take care of it. Be a good steward of the world Don't let and her. your community. Don't let her. The end. And I found it's good when, before I say my ideas on this, like, all to the contra- the person on the left, I always do an affirmative of, I have I the exact you. same concerns as you. I'm not sitting here, you know, rolling around mm. in a pile of gasoline, like, lo- you know, hoping the world ends. <laughs> You're not just hoarding you coal know, or whatever. Right. <laughs> Burning like, coal in your fireplace. Like, we have the same, that's where we need to get, yes, but we have very, I have different ideas of how to, to solve. Yeah. yeah, that's all that's going on here. Like, we don't need to, yeah, that's what I'm concerned of, the, the elimination of debate, open debate, and that's yeah. how you learn. I learn the most things when I'm in a debate against someone with different ideas. Yeah. And in a good way, not like ideas of how to better counteract their horrible ideas, but you yeah. Know. Productive conversation. Sharing Very good thing. Yeah. That's what that's what we're trying to do here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. All right guys, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. 
Um, thanks again for tuning in this week to the Not Your Average Feminist podcast. Those are our thoughts on Greta Thunberg. Um, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe if you haven't already on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. And please spread the word. Have your friends and family subscribe and leave us a review. It's the most helpful thing in the world. Um, all right, that's a wrap. Adios, people. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Be good. Bye. 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 Bye.